the truth. Bingo! You are now listening to the facts. Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. I'm Jules Schmitz, accompanied by James Jackson, Jake Galley, and crunching numbers in the back. We got Stat Matt. Fans, we have an action-packed show today. We have uh-huh. Hakeem Laws joining us today, Philadelphia's very own. Yeah, Guys, you want to kick it off? Yeah, good, sure. Say, Hakeem, say what's up to the people. What's popping, people? What's going on? Right. <laughs> you you ready to go? How how you been living since since the whole viral thing happened? How to how how's living life been? better now? Gucci sweat now. I'm, I'm living great. You know yeah, know? Uh, that's great. So l- like anybody else, really needs to to know you know why you're famous or how you've come into this infamous spotlight uh, that you've been in. Uh, can you kind of just take us back to that day? So the Eagles just have a heartbreaking loss to the Lions, and then can you kind of take us through your day and, and what happened after that? Okay, after the game, um, boop, 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 we're sad. I kind of, like, blacked out. I don't remember any of that. I must have been <laughs> abducted or something. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It kind of, like, actually picks up that night when I was just wandering with nothing else to do. And, you know wander right into a fire scene you know what i mean um, i seen the smoke i you know did what crazy people would do i ran towards it (laughs) you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. seeing fire actually ran into the property at a certain point you know through the back door which was open and brightly lit somehow did a little you know a little yell out to see if anybody was in there i didn't hear anything i came back down because you know that smoke is overwhelming right and um at that point the fire apparatus was pulling up and that's when I, I noticed a guy you know busting out the window dangling his kid kind of like Michael Jackson once upon a time you know what I mean and he was just like you know my kids my Come kids in here like save my kids so me and my guy we put the ladder up that was a phenomenal metaphor by the way <laughs> phenomenal I kind of stepped back like go ahead let them do their thing but something in me was like nah it's cool it's your stage you know what right. I mean perform on it so <laughs> After that, you know, we get up to the, you know, the first level. And, you know, timing is everything. Every second matters in, in those type of situations. He just looked at me, man. The father was like, please catch her. Like, please don't drop her. I was like, so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I gave it to him in such a, with the bass in my voice, like, you can trust me. I can't even trust myself, but you would trust me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He threw his daughter out and I caught her. And you, already know, you already know how I like to describe that part. No fumble. No fumble. <laughs> Hakeem, no on fumble. such a real note, we really do want to thank you for your heroism because that really takes a lot of in-the-moment decision-making, and mm-hmm. you you just went with your gut, and I, I really do admire that about you as, uh, you know, innocent civilian just kind of watching this all happen. Um, now, I have a question for you. What's it like going viral, man? Overwhelming. Like I told everybody, I wanted to take a nap. <laughs> I did. I just wanted it to, like, kind of like and if you're not used to it, it it will like really like you know send you to the moon or really <laughs> yeah it's crazy and was it really like straight overnight like that like it, one second you're hakeem laws and the next second you're philly legend hakeem laws like did it seem to happen that quick or could you watch this this viral thing kind of unfold before your eyes or was it just straight like that let me tell you something uh but the in between when it happened me, you know, lingering for like an hour and then making it down to uh, one of my good friend's house, I was already viral. So that's like three hours. I don't know what overnight success even means. Like, this right. is like an hour in the making. Like, you got 14 million views on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most, it's, uh, 13 million views is one of the most viewed like Twitter videos I've ever seen in my life and I'd be on Twitter so I, right. <laughs> I'm like an expert on that so that, and that was good. millions of views ago yeah yeah seriously yeah, absolutely insane and Hakeem later in that game Aguilar did score two touchdowns did that it's redeem irrelevant. him it's irrelevant it's irrelevant they lost the game that's right yeah well, so what, what can Nelson do to redeem himself Hawk? Like, what, what, is he, what does he gotta do <laughs> Damn ball. That's that's it. For how many games? Because he caught two touchdowns. We thought we thought games. No, there is no like. Okay, you you caught the ball for like nine straight games. So what? There's more games left. 
I'm trying to see a Super Bowl out of these guys, man. And, and let me ask you, I saw that Nelson reached out to offer you tickets. Are you going to accept those? Have you accepted those we yet? We accepted the tickets from whatever front office sent that message. Awesome. Uh-oh. 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 Spaghetti, yo. <laughs> So are you bringing you're bringing this type of energy to the game on Sunday? Like like how how are you? You're not just gonna go as a casual fan. Like you're gonna go and bring all this energy to the game. Of course. Like even at night when I'm tired, I'll bring this type of energy to the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> where are the tickets at? You say where's the tickets at? Yeah. Uh, our piece is like 124, so we okay. section 124, so we like buy the end zone, and I know they probably did that on purpose. On I purpose. Say what they got yeah, I'm the Oh, Hawk, Hawk, what are you, what are you going to do when you get on the Jumbotron? Because you know they're putting you on the Jumbotron. You know right, that for no, sure. show out. We're going to show out. What are we going to do? Uh, of course. Of course. Bring it, bringing it back to, you know, talking about, you know, Aguilar redeeming himself. I kind of wonder what, like, and I asked you this before, what, why no smoke for Dallas Goddard? He, he dropped a touchdown pass, too, like the one Man. against the Lions. I got I to gotta give smoke to one person at a time. Okay. That's Imagine if I gave smoke to the entire team. They deserve it, too. You know, the secondary sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Mm, mm, mm. Tell, tell that to them. Do. Tell that to Jake and Matt over there because they need to hear that one more time. You might need to tell that to them. I mean, you need me, need me to reiterate? No, reiterate no, 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 it for no, no. for Go ahead, go ahead. Amigo. Okay, the secondary sucks. <laughs> I, I'm right with Jake. you. Hakeem, you got to understand, James is what we call an Eagles hater. So he relishes in this. Hater? Oh, big time. You have to do that. You don't get permission to, to, to hate on the Eagles. That's man, right, James. James, tell him what, what team do you support? He knows. Oh, you're a Buffalo guy, huh? No, but Buccaneers. That's close. That's Buccaneers. the same thing. Bu- oh, yeah, the Buccaneers. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. As long as you ain't say cowgirls. Nah, I couldn't dare step to you as a Cowboys fan. I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hakeem, what about the Eagles' rest of the season? What are your predictions? Win, 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 and win. I don't. I'm a real optimist. So no matter what the the the, the stats look like, the the record look like, I expect to see a win. That's. I don't know if that's that's just an Eagles fan. That's just that's what she can't tell. You can't talk to y'all anything. Assume that's what sale. it means when you bleed green. That's right. Um, Hakeem, so you're a huge Eagles fan, obviously. Is there any other Philly sports, or is it just the birds? All Philly sports. If it's a Philly team, that's I'm game on that. Amen. So, I'm so you just as, so you just as hyped for the Sixers season then? Yup, yup. Even the Philadelphia Soul, whatever. As long as it got Philly attached, I'm in. The wings, all that, all, all everything. All that. The union, yep. all all that. Okay, everything. All right, all right. I got I got one more. I, and this is personal. I've been dying to know this. Now you got a lot of smoke for Eagles wide receivers and wide receivers in general. Have you ever like? Have you ever played football? Have you ever tried to, you know, be be a wide receiver? Like, are you are you talking about this from personal experience? Like, you would have caught those footballs. I mean, uh, no, not from personal experience. But back in the day, when I was a young boy, we mm. playing a tackle on cement. Yeah, I like to think I was like Jerry Rice. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we would equate you to. That's, that's what we thought. That's what we thought. Well, the uh, best, the the best, straight up. <laughs> So, Hakeem, getting it back to a serious note. Now, we know that, um, you you know, you've been selling merch and you have a, a website launched. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing post, post-event, post um, you know, still still with, uh, you know, all the, all the families that were affected with the fire? Yeah, absolutely. Um, post-event, basically what we're doing with the, um, with the merchandise, we are sharing a portion of the proceeds with the family, you know what I mean, to help them get back, you know, get back on their feet and feel some of the love that I'm feeling. You know what I mean? And um, aside from that, you know, we're working to, you know, bring some other things about, too. I can't speak too much on things, mm. but I got all my friends and, and, and people working and working hard, too. That's so. some brotherly love, pal. That We really do appreciate that, yeah, like man. I said before. Not only, do, not only do we appreciate you coming on the show, but as Jewel said earlier, tremendously appreciate um, you for that, that single night and, you know, for... Every, everything you've done, because you are coming from from firefighting experience. If correct, if I read that correct, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So everything you've done up until this point and now, just just can't speak to how important you know firefighters and first responders are to the right. community. That's, now that's I definitely want to shout out everybody who <clears throat> who save lives in a heroic fashion, but don't get as much credit as I do or as I did for you know my comedic outbursts mm-hmm. uh, afterwards, but. Man, I've been seeing stories of kids saving lives and animals saving lives. So, you know, shout out to everybody that put themselves at risk for the benefit of another human being or animal. That's dope. And the the father and the mother in the situation, 
for them going through <clears throat> what they was going through, and their own safety was the last on their list. Mm. They wanted to make sure that their children made it. So they're more heroes than me. I know of plenty of guys that jumped out the window, you know what I mean? Because when that fire lick up your ass, it's a feeling that you never felt before you're going to jump. You know what I mean? So they held on to like the very last second, and the mom was screaming, her kids, and she wouldn't leave until her kids was um, in safety. So I, I always want to like big them up even more than people are doing for me. You know. Yeah, and the, that's 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 just amazing. But Hakeem, again, one more time, we want to thank you again for coming on Straight Facts, the podcast. It was, I mean, that was that was. That's more than I could ask. It was for, a treat, right? and I hope we get to talk to you sooner than yeah, later. Absolutely, definitely have to do this again. Absolutely, I want to hang out with y'all, party, and you know, just live life. That all, sounds good. All that, all that. If, if if we're going down to an Eagles tailgate, best believe we're linking up, Hawk. Best believe um, we're doing that on Sunday, so I expect to see you there. So I will be there. There we go. We'll be there. All right. There you thank- go. Let me drop my um, drop my handles for him one time. So go ahead. You know. Yes, sir. Um, my website, which you can actually get a little more background information on you, uh, on me, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, is unlikeaguilarphilly.com. Um, my Instagram is skydweller, S-K-Y-D-W-E-L-L-E-R, 215. My Twitter, which I just started, so I got to get my followers up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, at hocklaw, H-A-K-L-A-W, 215. Isn't there another one? Oh, Facebook, of course. Mm-hmm. Hockey Laws, that's my name on there. And we can stay connected. You know, I follow people back. I talk, you know, and yeah. Absolutely. So all, all the Straight Facts fans out there, you heard them. Go follow them. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, go to his website. Just su- support the man that is Hakeem Laws. He's nothing less than a legend and a Philly celebrity right now. But, Hawk, go ahead and go ahead and do you, man. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll try to link up on Sunday. And one more time, thank you again for coming on. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all, man. All the love in the world. Yes, sir. All love. I just want to thank Hakeem one last time for an absolute fire interview. What do you yeah. guys think? I mean, I mean, they heard it. The, the fans heard it. Like, that was he, entertaining. He's that was awesome. Just... Like, he really has a good, like, vivacious personality. You definitely yeah. get a good sense of why that dude was on the newscast. He's a true Eagles fan thinking that y'all going to get a Super Talking trash on Aguilar, man. That was awesome. Y'all going to awesome. get a Super Phenomenal Bowl individual. Whatever. We're going to bring it back to this past week in sports. Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma is out indefinitely with a foot injury suffered with Team USA. Anybody else wondering? why people didn't want to play with, with Team USA in the FIBA? Anybody else? Yeah, someone showed this to Bill Simmons who was trash-talking Landry Shamit and Devin Booker for avoiding Team USA. A lot of guys avoiding Team USA to for get that. healthy for, for this, this reason. reason. Shout-out Kyle Kuzma, new uh, face of Puma basketball. Yeah. Pete Alonzo sets the MLB rookie record for home runs in a season with 53. I don't know why. Pete Alonzo annoys me. Why? He just, I, he's a Met. He just does. He just annoys me. I mean, for only that reason, he annoys me. But objectively, I like Pete Alonzo. Yeah. The Nationals move on to the divisional round with a 4-3 win over the Brewers. Vontez Perfect has been suspended for the rest of the 2019 season. He needs to be suspended for the rest of his football career. Yeah, like, that, that guy's a headhunter, like straight-up headhunter. And I know how excited you are for this last one, the NHL season begins tonight. <laughs> I wonder how many people knew that. If, I before you that said that, a, I wouldn't have known. Straight up. <laughs> Here's a fact straight at you. According to Football Outsiders, here is how our prospective teams look in terms of their playoff chances. Packers are ninth in DVOA with a 45.9% chance to make the playoffs. The Eagles are sixth in DVOA with a 47.7% chance to make the playoffs. And the Buccaneers are seventh in DVOA with a 25.4% percent chance to make the playoffs how are we feeling about our team guys oh uh, yeah it's pretty that's pretty cut clear and dry matt for for dvoa i mean my team still ranks last in playoff chances but the that, eagles that's better, that's better i, I, I like 47.7 packers uh i'm actually surprised are ranked worse than the eagles but granted we did beat them why are you surprised well because the packers have a better record however i mean we saw how things turned hot. out on uh Jewel, I, Go ahead, call me out. Are the Packers even call me team? out. Look, look at the shirt that look, you're wearing. Look, I'm a Packers Why fan. Shirt? Why am I wearing an Eagles shirt? Because our boy Hakeem Laws was on the show today. Scapegoat. I'm a Hakeem Laws advocate. Scapegoat. And, you know, I'm a no, scapegoat. That's a scapegoat. Packers fan, hearts there, family lives out that way. Listen, I root for the home fan, team when they're but on. But then the, the week that y'all get embarrassed, I support so the home team. You know what? No, no, no. Hey, hey. <laughs> I will give credit where credit is due. That was a rough and tough. 
playoff game, and I expected nothing less out of the birds. So you know what? Hats off to the Philadelphia Eagles. They brought it home. They uh, Matt Lafleur got out coached. I think that's what it comes down to. Okay. Well, I can admit that. You, well, I'll, I'll own my shit. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you have that. Speaking of the Packers coming in with a 45.9% chance to make the playoffs, I'll ask you how you feeling about your team even after that Thursday um, loss. Yeah, you know what? I I expected. <laughs> No, I mean, I expected four losses out of this season. You did. Uh, so, I mean, I, that's, that's where my head right? That's one of them. They're that on is pace. They're on pace for four years. I was, and, okay, so this was record. my thoughts on that game going into it because the Eagles had a fire under their ass, right, going into they this did. game. Uh, I, I don't want to say the Packers were getting cocky, but at the same time, I think they were too lax going into that game. I mean, they. It's funny because I I didn't think they were going to be lax because they. I mean, they had a, a rough and tough game to start the season that Thursday night against the Bears. I also played two thir- two uh what two th- two Thursday night games in three weeks well, or four weeks. It's so pretty impressive. Here, well, the reason I thought the Eagles would win, um, aside from just looking at how young Matt LaFleur was, I was like, there's no way this guy's gonna outcoach Doug. That's number one. Number two is that when you just look at the situations both teams were in the Packers three and zero at home, right. um, maybe doing a little bit better than they expected off the jump compared to the Eagles, who were one and two, needed this win to keep pace and had everything go wrong for them in the past two weeks. That being said, it was still a, a really, really tough game, and I'm really glad they decided to throw it on fourth and one or fourth and goal. Yeah, well, you guys didn't go for it the first fourth down chance, and I know that that made every Eagles fan in the city. Look, off, yeah, you know? I mean, Matt LaFleur coaching, all in all, this was not one of his prime games. I mean, right after he got interviewed by Aaron Andrews saying, we can't take our foot off the gas, he ends up calling two handoffs and threw one down the sidelines when – the Eagles just ran it back for 27 and 20. And that's all he comes back with. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. And what well, I don't give the Eagles or Doug Peterson credit much, but I'm going to do it this one time. And giving Doug. Doug wow, Peterson wait, hold on. This is a rare yeah, moment this is rare. in history. Soak it up. Really soak it up. Um, I'm going to give him credit for not like out coaching himself. Like there was a, a clear strategy that was working, and that was, you know, beat the Packers, you know, soft run game or run defense up. And he didn't deviate from that it. That is shocking yeah. to me and Eagles fans. Yeah. Trust me, that's shocking. And because y- I know, I know Doug Peterson and the Eagles and Eagles fans have this like overwhelming need to have Carson Wentz be the driving force for every win. And he like, I, I, I expected it wholeheartedly at some point. Doug's going to want to th- like force it in the hands of Carson. Well, and he didn't. And when you look at the DVOA numbers, the Packers are 27th against the run compared to fifth best against the past. Teams know that they can run the ball against the Packers. They just haven't been able to thus far this year because you get behind, then you get gauded into throwing, and as you see there, they are good can against the past. Can we touch on the officiating during this game, too? Yeah, it was rough. It, 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 was, it was rough. Losing Jamal Williams on the first possession from Derek Barnett's oh, dirty hit, hit, he should have been ejected. I'm been sorry. Ejected. I don't disagree. No, I was he saying the same thing. Ejected. My father, who's a diehard Eagles fan, him and I were both in agreement that that's hard to watch. There's no place for that. That's an eject. And here's the thing: Do I think that he's a dirty player? Absolutely no, not. Absolutely I don't. Not. He plays whistle to whistle. That was the number one thing coming out of college. Is his motor does not sure. stop. However. That instance was definitely a little bit of a dirty hit. Unnecessary violence in this game is what the NFL has been trying to take right. out. So I, If you're going to have the rule, have the rule. I yeah. would have been fine right. with them ejecting him. Then. But the yeah. thing about that, too, is the fumble later on in the game came from Derek Barnett. Think about if he wasn't in the game. Yeah. What would have happened? That's true. That's a very like Eagles fan-like argument and perspective to have, too. Um, all right. So going over to the Eagles side of it, because I think they did do a pretty good job against Rodgers. When you look at their numbers on the year, they're 5th against the run in DBOA and 23rd against the pass. They're the inverse. Every time the Eagles get run against, I say thank you audibly to my TV. Thank you. You should not be running against Ever. the Eagles defense. You should throw when 60 you can, times a game. You, can, you should throw. You should pull the Rams and throw 60 times a game. The Eagles won't be able to stop you, which I'll ask you guys. I'm an Eagles fan, so I don't know how objective I can be about this. You can't be. What are the chances the Eagles trade for Jalen Ramsey? Do you think it's a possibility? I think it's a huge possibility. I think it's not only a possibility, it's a, a huge want of the team. It's right. just asset-wise. What, what do you – What do you? It's a, it's I think it's strategic. Qu- honest Strategically, question, yes. Honest question, what assets do you have to get the Jaguars? So I was reading reports that Howie Roseman is still, quote-unquote, very, very interested, and they offered a first and a second – However, the Jaguars have already turned down two first-round picks from an unnamed team. Shad Khan, their owner, has said, we don't want to move this guy. No. And it's clear they Ramsey don't want to move him. They would have moved him if they wanted to. does want to be moved, and is now sitting out of practices. So we'll see as time goes on um, if the you know if that's a 
really good team who's offering two firsts. Maybe they're not as valuable, and the Eagles can throw in a first and a player. I've seen the name Zach Ertz pop up in reference. Um, Violently well, shaking I, so his head. Really? That was, well, I, it was not. It was a totally unconfirmed report. Mainly just stuff There's that would no make sense. There's no chance you guys. Nah. Think about John DeFilippo and Nick Foles. They have an extreme familiarity with Zach Ertz, and that offense could really use a piece like Zach Ertz. Granted, I just don't. So could you the Eagles. Talk, you so wanna, I, don't I was going to say you want to talk about yeah. extreme familiarity. Who's Carson Wentz's his go-to target? Right. You know, Brother, I could use a million right dollars, but that ain't happening without, anytime without soon. Without Jackson, yeah. half an Alshon Jeffrey, you're going to really try to move no, Zach Ertz. I don't see him bouncing. That's, that's, not, no. that's not the move at all. What I think the biggest proponent of this game, and it hasn't been overlooked by anybody, is finally you guys realized that number 24 suits up for your team. You guys finally gave Jordan Howard the ball. You it's guys like, woke up. Yeah, and also that was like his like career best performance. Um, you knew it was going to be a good day when Jordan Howard goes unabated on a receiving touchdown into the end zone. There was no one there to stop him. Um, that was definitely a great moment for Eagles fans. But looking at the Buccaneers... You asked me who is Wentz's number one target. Looking at that offense, who's Jameis' number one target? Because there are two guys going off right going now. Going off, everybody, everybody. Um, look, uh, well, I, I called it. I forget what episode it was. Did you, I, 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 did I not say? You, yeah. Yes, I said Granted. look out for Chris Godwin. That was a, that, that's not white. a super hot take. You you subscribed. You're on the hype train. However, the hype train oh had already dog, is it really already that, fired up. Is the it engines. really that hard for you just to give me credit for that? Like, is really that? Tough? I mean, James, I thought that. Yeah, you know what, it's James? Really good tough. job believing in your team. Thank you. Like, like. Whatever, whatever, Matt. Whatever, Matt. Matt top got you on that one. Top five way. He tagged you on that no, one. No, I, I liked. I was more hyped about the Saints win last year than I was about. This I get uh, beating the Rams this past Sunday, but nonetheless a surprising win uh, against the against the Rams team, um, who has has its ups and downs. They were undefeated, but I mean there's clear holes um, in this in this Rams team, and one of them is just pressure Jared Goff, and that's all. That, when you got a monster like Shaq Barrett, which learned the name, then that that's easy to do, and it's clearly what we yeah. Did. And we'll talk about Jared Goff um, in a little bit later when we look at, ahead to Week Five. They have a game against Seattle, which will be really telling for both teams. But tell me a little bit, because since you are the Buccaneers fan here, uh, what the hell is the deal with Shaq Taylor uh, uh, lookalike, Lawrence Taylor lookalike running Shaq, around out there, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett? Well, I mean, Shaq Barrett is. Just not, nonetheless is, is a monster, and he, he can do pretty much anything you need to need him to do on defense. I mean, coming from the Broncos defense where he basically studied behind Von Miller and had the privilege to work with Bradley Chubb on the other side too, I mean, those are just two very, very good pass rushers and very, very good defensive ends to learn from. And then when you come on to the Buccaneers side, you're coming to a, a new defense with a new defensive coordinator in Todd Bowles, who's a defensive guru. And what I love what Todd Bowles does is top you will not see Shaq Barrett in the same in the same position snap after snap. Like Todd Bowles moves this guy all around. He'll drop him in the coverage. He'll go sack the quarterback. He'll be in run stopping. Like he moves Shaq Barrett around so you can't game plan for him. And Shaq Barrett is just so explosive that if you don't know where he is, he's he's gonna come and you know, and wreak havoc on your quarterback. I mean, he was the one who got the strip on Jared Goffer and Dominic Sue to really put the stamp in the game at the end. And I'm just, I'm a little worried that the Shaq Barrett hype came like this early in the season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I hope he's not peaking, which I don't think he is. Right, he's I, a, I don't think so. He's either. a very, very like ferocious player and a very good player. I just don't want him to peak this early in the season. Um, so you predicted them at eight and eight. Do you still are you still confident in that prediction? I waver. I waver. <laughs> you were definitely wavering before that performance. <laughs> but. I, I waver because we win very specific games. Like we win games against you know what I mean. Not scary teams. The Rams they may be good, but the Rams don't scare me. Like the Rams aren't. They're not they're a scary team. You're, you're, the Bucks are definitely a befuddling team to me because I can't. I just don't know how to predict them. I don't the Titans know. Of the NFC. Yeah, they're the Titans I'm of the so NFC. I'm so indifferent about them. When I think about that, so that's like, eight, I don't. That screams eight and eight. I don't Come care. Exactly. I'm now. like, I really oh, am all so three of down the All three of y'all cackled at me, laughed at me so hard when I said eight and eight. <laughs> laughed at me Here's so the thing, though, hard. It is because they do have, you know, they're the Jekyll and the Hyde. Is that some weeks you'll get um, the big blow up offensive performance, and then some weeks Jameis will just not look the part at all. You'll wonder what he's doing out there and you guys lose the game horrendously. So right now I would move I think I had them at like three wins when I predicted. I'll move that yeah, all like the way that, up like that to is, six. That, that, that is something that close is to that. Yeah. Six or seven, high end eight or nine. But I mean who knows? It's it's very early on still. Um 
I personally, I know I'm wrong about my prediction. I said the Eagles were going to go 14 and two. They got to run 14 oh, straight. Well, uh, for that you got to run a couple off. Yeah, 12 in a row. I mean, here. what I'm really worried, like you know, worried about for my team is it's weird that I'm going to say this. I'm worried that Jameis is going to play good enough for them to re-sign him. Which is hilarious. Time. Hilarious. Like, hilarious to say, right? To in, like, yeah. like I want my quarterback to do bad so they don't, re- so they don't re-sign him long term because that's what that's where we're headed. That's we, such an ass backwards way to look is, at it, it but is, it, it, it is. But yeah. like the quarterbacks coming out and the next two draft classes are just right. so promising that I, I just need a little bit more consistency than what Jameis Winston brings me on a week-to-week basis. He ranks 13th in QBR, which is literally smack dab in the middle of the field. Um, so it's like just enough for me to like hold out hope, but there's also a big enough sample size for me to say, like, I don't know if this guy has it in him. We may have to move on. If they, they franchise tag him for a year, that's fine. Right. You're tag facing him. the facts at the, this point. You know what I mean? Give him one more and then... You know, and, and then we'll see. But, you know, that's right. That's where I'm at. And just some more week four takeaways. Per NFL Next Gen Stats on his fourth quarter TD pass to Armstead, Gardner Minshew held onto the ball for 7.51 seconds. That's the most time to throw on a passing TD this season. Yeah, I mean, that's we were talking about this off it camera was unreal, earlier. Dude. Yeah, it was unreal. And it's one of those things where, like, as a, as a scout looking at a quarterback or anyone looking at a quarterback, like, that's just something you have in you or you don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that you can't teach that that scramble. What, he, I think he, he evaded, like, four defenders inside the pocket. Like, you just can't teach and stuff like that. And you could like be that. a co- good quarterback without doing that, but, like, that's something Daniel Jones is just not going to do, whether by design or whether by he can't do it. It's just not going to happen. It was awesome are, to see. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL who wouldn't have been able right, to do yeah, absolutely. that six-round throw-in. It was did. also awesome, you know, who reeled in that ball? Mr. Ryquell Armstead, former member of the Temple Owls, looking good behind Leonard Fournette in that game. He should have thrown it to D.D. Westbrook so I could have got some points for fantasy. Yeah. Uh, he might have been out of the game at, at that point. But, all right, so we're, talk, we're talking about those rookie quarterbacks, the Gardner Minshews, the Daniel Joneses of the world. Let's pick pick one of these rookie quarterbacks who debuts. But a lot of rookie quarterbacks through the first four weeks of the season who have debuted, one has started the season between Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, Kyler Murray, and Dwayne Haskins. I want, I want you to pick a quarterback going forward, either to have the best career or the best season out of those four. So uh, I would say, and this might be a little bit of a hot take, but in terms of best career, I still think it's going to be Dwayne Haskins. I think that they're going to stink really, really bad this year and maybe even next year. But the intention will be to build around him. They're going to get an offensive line who hopefully wants to play and is healthy, which is the problem right now. Both and, of them. Ch- Trent Williams thought right, that, right? And aside from Terry McLaurin, who's looked great and was also his college teammate, hopefully get him some more weapons to compete with. But I just love uh, the type player that he is, the type quarterback that he is. It's hard to go against Gardner Minshew, but Haskins was drafted before him for a reason. So... I, I think it's a hot take, but I'm going to take I mean, Haskins. it's a little hot take. I just haven't seen anything from Dwayne Haskins. And the little Fair. sample size we have of him playing, he didn't look to do good. He does still have the ninth best odds to win Offensive Rookie of the Year from what, a quarter of playing, which is hilarious. But, Joe, who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, I'd go with Kyler Murray still. I am a Kyler Murray fan. He was picked number one for a reason. I yeah. don't think he's getting as much help as he should be getting, but I think the attributes that he had coming into the NFL are still shining through. Yeah. And I think there's still time for him to uh, blossom. Look, he he's a mobile quarterback. He's an exciting quarterback. Like, right. I get that. I just don't... I don't like. I haven't seen any indication that offense that Cliff Kingsbury I liked him. Works. I just right. I I'd like to it. see him be a more aggressive runner. I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, that five nine boy is gonna get flattened if he tries to. Right. So run just gotta make sure you get that. How about you, James? What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna take Gardner Minshew. Like, you know, right now he's at the second best odds to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at uh, plus twenty two, plus two twenty five. Um, and he has a, I mean, it's a small career completion percentage, but he has a completion percentage right now of 69.4, damn near nice. 70% completion percentage. And I just 69. like... 69.420, by the way. Hashtag nice. <laughs> Which are corny ass. But, um, like, uh, there's just something about, like, being that underdog, being that someone who's been overlooked. I mean, we all know of a pretty famous sixth-round quarterback who blossomed on to have a pretty good career. Uh, so there's, like, a lot of, comp- like weird uncanny uh similarities between their two starts i don't have to find that later maybe we'll retweet that on social media but yeah, yeah definitely a cool story you know what i mean like it's just it, it comes from being counted out his in his entire life he's had to work extra for everything and it's just 
He's the type of player who's always going to play with a chip on his shoulder. He could have five rings like Tom Brady, and he's going to find a chip to play with. And, like, that's who I want on my team. So then you what about this? Scraper, is he, is he your answer for this season as well? Who's the best going to be the best this year? Yeah, that's, the, I, that's what I was answering. I don't know if he'll have the best career going forward. I think he's going to have definitely the best season out of these four quarterbacks. You know, he's got one. He's got the best team out of these four quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like the Jaguars still are considered like could be a playoff team. So like what? Comes like together. I, I just don't. It's going to be very interesting to see when Nick Foles comes back. What happens? I, I, you could say all you want about this kid being great. He's this. He's that. At right. the end of the day, you're you giving twenty something mil to Nick, to Nick Foles, Foles for you four, him years. four years for a reason. You know what I mean? And that's 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 what you sign a, a starter for. Like that's what a starting quarterback is. When my starter is healthy, I go to my starter. If Carson Wentz would have came back healthy for any point of that season, you guys would have thrown Carson Wentz back in for Nick Foles. That's what a starting quarterback is. So that is going to be very very interesting to see. Um, so so we'll see we'll see how that breaks down. Um, there's been some surprises though this season through the first through the first four weeks yeah for sure my, my number one surprise didn't see it coming i forget exactly what i had them uh in terms of scheduling and uh win loss going into this year but the lions have looked amazing they almost beat kansas city it's funny how we say this they've lost no they beat the chargers before they don't have a loss they have a tie they have a tie which was against the cardinals which was very cringy in a game that they that's led. what i'm saying so they easily could be four and oh that's crazy. Well, lost. You just said the loss. They they were lost against the Chiefs. Oh, they could be if they beat the Chiefs. Good point. Right. They do now have a loss against the Chiefs. But overall, they're 10th in DVOA, and the way that they're getting it done is on defense, they're an opportunistic defense. As you mentioned, the Bucks. this is also an opportunistic defense, tied for third right now in the NFL with eight takeaways. Uh, they've looked great on the defensive end. And then on offense, Matt Stafford can huck that thing. Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know why. Matt Stafford's like – I think really, really underrated and really overlooked in the NFL. There's a lot of a lot of people who can't wait for Matt Stafford to do one bad thing so they can go and label him as forever a bad quarterback. I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. No. I, I think I think he's a good quarterback. I, I think on all too, the Lions just in general have gone unnoticed for so long, and they've made so much, so many acquisitions over the course of the uh, off season mm-hmm. between the pickup from the New England Patriots defensive end Trey Flowers down to the cornerback Justin Coleman in the mm. offseason. I mean, I could go on, but, I mean, I think people didn't take them seriously, and now they're showing up. Definitely yeah. not taking – I didn't take them seriously. But uh, Matt Stafford, it's funny that you mentioned that he's underlooked. He is literally Phillip Rivers if Phillip Rivers had a worse team around him yeah. and worse coaching for his career. Like, to me, they're the same person. They, um, like, even throw the same. Like, you have their little sideline, sidearm yeah, wide they throw, just, yeah. Stick it downfield, and this year, Matt Stafford has the second-highest air yards per completion, meaning if they were to throw it, the guy catches it and falls right down right there. That's that's air yards, and mm-hmm. they use that to kind of give a better barometer of week-to-week performance. You know, if a drop happens, you can't really blame that on the quarterback. So when you look at air yards, he's doing really well when completing the ball. Yeah, not afraid. never been afraid to throw the ball downfield. They've never been afraid to, ha- to have him throw the ball downfield. And it's funny because even, I mean, their head coach is such a, defensive-minded head coach that I'm glad they're putting this much emphasis into throwing the ball downfield. A team who should stop their quarterback from throwing (laughs) the ball downfield is the Chicago Bears because this man, Mitch Trubisky, I mean, he's hurt now, but before he got hurt, this man, Mitch Trubisky, just, like, was not it. No, you don't don't have to worry about him throwing the ball downfield. When he was on the field, he had the third lowest air yards per completion with 4.2. Matt Stafford literally has double the air yards per completion per per completion, excuse me, this year. Um, And that's really the difference between these two teams. If the Bears had someone performing at quarterback like Matt Stafford is currently performing, they would be undefeated. Their defense is unquestionably the most ferocious in the NFL. Right now, it's just the quarterback position that's holding them back. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's no doubt that they have the best defense in the NFL. And if they can get a quarterback who can give them Give me 20, 25 points a game. I'm not asking you to give me anything crazy. They get 25 a game, they'll go undefeated. They'll go undefeated. Like, give give me 22 to 25 points a game, and I guarantee you we're number one in the NFC. When do you think they're going to bring him back? Well, it, I, if I he saw does come back, it was like, not, what like a separated shoulder. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's anything too intense. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they said and they said back, quote unquote, sooner than later. I'd say week seven. They no. shouldn't bring him back if they, they shouldn't, shouldn't. But I think should, they're going should to. Should they? Should they? 
trade for Eli? I've oh, seen that out there. In fact, I work with two Bears fans who say they want to trade for Eli, and this was before he was injured. <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all you need to know about the current situation going on in Chicago. I could also see possibly Nick Foles being brought in if Jacksonville does decide, hey, we want to keep Gardner Minshew as our guy going forward. And then so what? You have a a, a, a Foles going to to the Giants situation, Foles going to the Bears situation for for what? Like, I mean, that's, that's harder for would me they to do see. it straight up for Trubisky? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Trubisky can be the backup, maybe. I mean, Trubisky's look gagged where has looked gag worthy so far. Terrible when he's out on the field. Um, and because of him, they haven't really gotten any respect to where the safeties come up. And now David Montgomery and Tarek Cohen can't get anything going in the run game either mm -hmm. so it's an ugly situation it's right weird now. because the bears almost looked much better with chase daniel they look better as a team chase daniel, yeah, they did chase daniel i mean chase daniel's still not a good quarterback but the bears i mean overall looked looked a little bit better last year chicago's offense with trubitsky at quarterback two percent dvoa compared to minus 38.4 percent dvoa with chase daniel like that's just, just night and day night and day difference for a, 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 a journeyman of a backup quarterback in Chase Daniel. Like, that's insane. And scary hours in Chicago, for sure. Yes, for sure. All right, guys, that's it for week four. Before we move on, why don't we take a look at what should be the premier game of week five. Jared Goff's last 12 games, including playoffs, he has had 13 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 60.1 completion percentage, 6.77 yards per attempt, 77.1 passer rating. Will his struggles continue Thursday night versus Seattle? Uh, I'm I'm going to say, yeah, he's going to Seattle. We all know how tough it is to play there. Jared Goff's just not a tough player. Jared Goof, as I, like, <laughs> as I like to call him. And, I mean, I think the blueprint has been out on Jared Goff. If you have a fast, uh, very athletic defense that can get after the quarterback, you're going to frustrate this man. And guess what Seattle has? Right. I saw Jadavion Clowney pick it with one hand. Yeah. I know he can <laughs> cause Jared Goff some problems. I know he does it. It comes down to, like, the Rams... You can't. You're, you're not going to. You're not going to be able to put the ball in Jared Goff's hands 60 times like they try to do against the Bucks. Fools! Like you have Todd Gurley <laughs> at your disposal. Like will the Rams feed Todd Gurley? Uh, they need to. They 100% need to. And uh, Sean McVay even said as much when talking to the press. When you look at last year, when they were so potent, 36% of their plays were play action passes, and that sets up. Jared Goff beautifully when he has to drop back and he has to you know take into account the pressure when and he has to be a quarterback when he has to yeah when he has to dissect the defense he's not able to do it but when you're pounding the ball with Gurley and you have to bring the safeties up into the boxes we always talk about the stop the run game mm -hmm. and you really have to focus on the running back that allows guys like Cooper Cup Robert Woods Brandon Cooks, that potent passing attack that they have can really get unleashed, but they can't do it because they're not giving the ball too girly to even run those play actions to make them respect the run. Who do you think's coming out? Five carries this past Who week. do you think's coming out with the win on Thursday? A Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks. I don't know. I'm going Rams, dude. I think I like the Rams in this one. I did, only I because, well. like... After, after my squad exposed the Rams, they're just, they're, uh, you mean? Well, but that's what I'm saying, is that they're they're not going to want to go down, again, two straight losses after being embarrassed. Sorry, it's an embarrassing loss to it lose is. to the Bucks. That being said, it gets a little tough when you look at Thursday night. You're going into a tough place to play already on when you're on the week. road. But on a short week, it's even tougher. I still go Rams, but it's going to be a really tough game. It's going to be close. I'm mean, going to think it's going to be a couple point differentiation. Yeah. It's not going to be anything look, extreme. It's, I think it's going to be a really close game. It's a divisional game. Um, and you look at the other side of the ball with the Seattle Seahawks, and I look at how this offense is going to be able to attack that defense of the Rams. Look, the, the Rams, if we go on paper and look at the Rams' defense, how many stars are on that defense? Like, there is – I mean, half of their defense is household name players, yet they just got 54 put up on them. And Aaron Donald got neutralized. Yeah, I know. Aaron Donald is someone who I think, I, I think it was the Saints who he said really were able to take him out of the game um, in the NFC Championship game. And from that, it seems that some teams have been able to kind of replicate that a little bit. Now, granted, look, you're not going to be able to hold this guy forever he's still been effective he's still been present but when you talk about a game wrecking force we've seen Khalil Mack be a game wrecking force we haven't really seen Aaron Donald put up that much um of a fight this year but he's got it in him do you think so oh I mean he's Aaron Donald of course of course he's got it in him but um like go going back to 
you know, uh, going back to all of last season, there's been a bunch of times where this Rams defense has gotten gashed. Like they're not, they're not, like they're subset, they're susceptible to a 35 point, you know, a 35 point game more than often, way more than I think they they should be susceptible to it. And if you look at you know, what, what the Seahawks bring, and that's just energy, a very creative offense that can just find ways to pick holes in your defense. Like, that's what I think they get yeah, done. Yeah, I look at, really, to me, it's going to be, is Chris Carson going to have a good game? If they're running the ball well, um, it's going to let guys like... Which he did last like, game. Which right, he, did he, last he week. finally had a really had good game. He'd, game. He'd been having fumbling issues. Uh, solve that a little bit, but if he can run the ball, look for DK Metcalf, look for Tyler Lockett streaking down the field. Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. Um, his coaching staff allows him to kind of take over games, win them the games, and uh, I don't know. It's it's going to be a very it's the marquee matchup. So right, and I mean, you just look at. I spoke to how creative the Seattle offense can be. See, the Seahawks run the ball more than any other team on first and ten, despite being the least efficient team in the <laughs> league at running on on first and ten, and the third most efficient team at passing on first and 10. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know if that's just a commitment to first and 10 is all running down because second and on is our throwing downs. Well, understand they're the third most efficient passing on first and 10, probably because the other team expects them to the run, run the like ball, they yeah. do constantly. Or, so. or they've only passed the ball like twice on first and 10 this season. And so you have a really small sample size mm. of it. I mean, their game is clearly like early downs, run the ball, and then let Russell Wilson kind of make up for it on the back end and, and and win it. And if you're going to do that, I mean, Russell Wilson has seen... See, this is just a game the Seahawks win. A close divisional game that, like, one or two plays wins it. That's the kind of weird, you know, grimy game that the Seahawks win. I've seen them do it countless many of times. All right, guys, let's combine sports and pop culture with crossover. Damon Shaq diss tracks, which were better. I mean, did you hear these diss tracks? I did. Dude, I was impressed by the Shaq one. I was like, oh, okay. And then I listened to the Dame one, which came out after. I was difference. like, there okay, yeah, difference. no, this guy, like, actually, like, rap raps. He does, like, he does this. He does this. Like, here's, here's the thing. Like, I listened to Shaq's, and you're right. Since Shaq's came out first, I was like, okay, Diesel, like, you might, you might have one. Got some bars. And then when Dame's came out, there's just night and day. Like, Shaq came at Dame Lord with jokes. You know what I mean? Shaq is an entertainer. Shaq wants to make people laugh, wants to get clicks. He came at Dame with jokes, not realizing that this is a rap battle. So, like, your feelings could get hurt if I respond. Dame has leverage with going second, and Dame came at him with bars. Didn't come at him with punchlines. Didn't come at him with, ha-ha, look at this, we're all fun and games. No, Dame realizes he had one chance to do this because his season is about to start. So I'm getting it all out now, and I'm coming at you with bars to end it as soon as it starts. What was your favorite? First off, actually, who do you think you think? So you think Dame won? Oh, by correct? a long shot, by an absolute long shot. I think we agree. I barely like Shaq's. The only reason I liked Shaq's when I heard it is because I hadn't heard Dame's yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. You know uh, what, I mean? what was your favorite line? Uh, it probably <laughs> like we he when he came out of his shoes because like I know Shaq <laughs> Shaq is doing a great job with like keeping his shoes <laughs> affordable <laughs> and. <Walmart> <laughs> and cheap so kids can buy them and he's sold like 15 million pairs through walmart like that's great and i love that Shaq's shoes are dusty like <laughs> <laughs> and dame knows it dame's got his flyers through adidas so like he's right got, he took advantage of that yeah i think he's got I th yeah i think he's got six of them so that that had to be i forget what the exact bar was but that that's what it was what about, was your favorite when he, when he said said yourself that i'm a tesla no longer need diesel gas kind of like the calves ain't really need diesel's ass that's like a that's a cool bar one. Like, or they bar. trade your ass for a penny that's another cool that's one because i mean while they did not trade him orlando did let him walk and he ended up going to la which i guess shaq's okay with but Definitely some hurt feelings there. So good job by uh, Dame digging in by, there. By Dame Dollar. Dame does this. He even said that he has like eight songs with Wayne that are unreleased that people haven't heard yet. I'm over here like, well, well, Dame, let me hear them. Like what? <laughs> like if you got songs I heard with the one, Wayne. There's, there's like one that's released, right? There's two of them that's released. Two, on, two on, with on his first two albums, Dame has a, a song. You know what this reminded me of? Mm. It reminded me. Do you guys remember the, the Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon and Eminem beef in the early oh 2000s? God. When Eminem absolutely came and Eminem. But like what, what was Nick? Like, come that's on. my <laughs> point. Like what are you doing? Eminem came at everybody. Nick Cannon is an entertainer. For what reason do you think it is a good idea to come at Eminem? Have you heard this man rap? 
He does not care. Yeah, he's like someone in the WWE, like they do, like you know, all the throwing each other. Yeah, okay. And then you go to the UFC. And try to do the same <laughs> you actually shit, get, you, you actually, actually get, get punches. You know what I mean? Thrown at like you. that. That was that. That's to me how this sounded. One guy was like, "Oh, haha, let's let's go viral. Look, it's right. just I can throw a couple words together that right. rhyme and and maybe try to make some jokes out of it." And the other guy was like, mm, "This is not a game." I'm right. I do. I'm gonna hurt your feelings. Right. I mean, I was I mean, about to pull some eight mile shit on his yeah, ass. Yeah. And literally ended as soon as it started. That's what Dame did. Shout out Dame Dollar. All right, guys, let's bring that. it down to the countdown. Number five. Number five. For the number of NLDSs the Nationals have reached this decade, never advancing past the NLDS since moving uh, to Montreal. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see that Nor changing. Nor will they. Yeah, no. I don't see that they changing. They were celebrating like they had won uh, the World Series. Someone should let them know they have to play the Dodgers or they're going to get their asses whooped. Yeah, it, you know what I mean? And since when do you pop champagne after winning the wild card? I, I, I would be, like, embarrassed. Yeah. I would. If I'm in that locker room, like, you're carrying around a lightsaber, bro, you won literally <laughs> one game. Barely. Barely. It took the Brewers really throwing it away, right. losing it. Because their MVP right fielder was injured, so they had the backup. So they had the backup. Right. Right. Like the Yelich, they're probably not. If the Yelich plays, they're probably they're not even in out. that situation. Like, they do better at the end of the season. Who knows? Number four. The spot on the all-time rushing list that Frank Gore now sits after last game's performance. Beast! He has 15,021 yards. Big boy, for beast! The career. I, Frank I, Gore! I've got to say, he might be, like, the most interesting player in the NFL, so in, in the history of the NFL. Like right, he could yeah. possibly catch Barry. Good on Frank Gore, though. Yeah, no, good, good on Frank Gore. It's, I mean, he's the most... To me, he's got to be the most, like, consistent, like, steady. Slow and steady wins the race is the game Frank Gore is playing. You know, longevity. He's got to be the most consistent running back, I mean, I've seen ever in a a long time. So, good good for Frank Gore. He's one of my favorite players out. Number three. The number of remaining undefeated teams there are in the NFL, the Patriots, the 49ers, and the Chiefs. Rank them real quick. Uh... Pats, Chief 40, Pats Chiefs 49ers, I think that, that makes sense. Is that how you go? Pats Chiefs 49ers? Pats 49ers Chiefs. Oh, you put a 49ers. <laughs> I mean, the 49ers you know, are undefeated just because they, they're undefeated just because they had a bye last week. I mean, I'm going to give them credit. <laughs> they're like, they got a pretty good defense, so I'll give them a little bit of credit. I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm also going Pats Chiefs. Uh, 49ers. I kind of was playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I know. You definitely, you definitely did that to Dan. I read his facial expression. It worked. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> you did it because the exact reaction you wanted for what it worked. Number two. The number of wide receivers to eclipse 1,326 career receptions. Jerry Rice and just now Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Legend. Another guy like him and Frank Gore. He's just like the wide receiver version yeah, of Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. Exactly incredibly consistent, incredibly reliable. Um, and now a top, you know, at the top of the all-time leaderboard or close to it. It's funny that when we name the top five, like, wide receivers, we tend to leave out Larry Fitzgerald when I think he's in that four, four or five conversation. I think he needs to be thrown in there. Yeah. Bring it down to number one. Number one is the Patriots have the number one ranked defense in DVOA history through four games. That makes my head absolutely spin. But how far DVO, DVOA goes back 86. to, like, Ace 86. Okay, so that includes the Bears defenses, the Eagles defenses of those eras that were the just Bucks, the one Bucks the defense. Right. So yeah. not the not the not infamous the Bears defense, but, but they're still, still pretty good of towards the, the tail. Yeah, yeah, 2000 Ravens, yep, yep. one Bucks, like all those Seahawks. all those great defenses. Like the, the Patriots are number one. Only four games. I mean, it helps when no one scores a touchdown. You're scoring touchdowns yourself. You're probably outscoring the other teams. Yeah, their defense is outscoring other teams' offenses, 14 to 13. 14 to 13. But uh, we're not used to ever running. saying this about a Patriots defense ever. I've never said this about a Patriots defense. They've always been saw. And Bill Belichick is a defensive-minded coach. It just helps that he's had Tom Brady all these years. He hasn't really needed to rely upon it now that tom brady's more of a game managing type quarterback i'm not going to call him a game manager like max kellerman did on first take this morning not going to do that but now did he really oh he did did he re- max. um but now you know it's just th- them adjusting and they have a really good group of guys to do so so it's you know it is what it is i guess good for frank good for larry good for the patriots defense yeah. i guess all right uh it's all the time we have for this episode we can get some shots about the buzzer julie have anything to say at the buzzer I do. Uh, I feel like I have some old woman tendencies here because I keep talking about the weather every other week at, at the buzzer. But it was freaking 93 degrees today in yeah, October. it was not. not I'm over okay. it. I want fall weather. 
I don't know about you. It should too. be fall weather already, right? Here's yeah, the thing. about time. Is I never crave fall weather. Like I'm cool with it being really hot in the summer. I just don't. I need consistency. If you're gonna go to fall weather, go to fall weather until winter, then go to winter weather. Don't give me a week of fall weather, Mother right. Nature, and then drop a 93 on me. Like that's just not fall fair. Fall weather reminds me of football. So, gotta love when it gets nice and cold out. Not too cold out to where you like really, really hate it. But like cold enough to where you're like, ah, give me I a temperature. Like what's your what's your ideal temperature outside? Uh, seventy five and sunny. Sixty nine. Maybe a little cloudy. <laughs> of course. Why am I? Why am I not surprised? What's up? Did you see the dab that he did? That's what makes it. That's what ties a, a corny bow around this whole thing. <laughs> this cornucopia. You want to know what's corny? You want to know what's corny? The fact that both Percy Harvin and Calvin Johnson. Both have is came this your out. At the buzzer? This is my at the buzzer. Okay, this is a nice smooth transition. You didn't even realize. Yeah. Both of them have said that they smoked marijuana every game. Percy Harvin said he did it. He showed up to games. He was <laughs> high during games. And, and do you remember the like two, three year stretch that Percy Harvin had where he, he was, was like untouchable? He was ridiculous literally, returning the ball for the same. Chris, Lo- Chris and, Long said and, the same shit. The Vikings. Yeah. Chris Long as well as yeah. another guy who's came out and yet. Josh Gordon has had his career derailed. He was going to be like uh, Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon. That's what—that's the names that we would be talking about for yeah. the ba- best receivers in the past five years had he played. Um, it's just really upsetting to see because guys like Josh Gordon um, have have gotten their career completely off track yeah, because, of because of weed. There's people who are going to be in the Hall of Fame who smoked it every game. So, no, the fact that Percy Harvin said he like. There are a couple sports where, like, okay, if you come in fried basketball, baseball, I'm like, oh, you can get away with it. Football, dog? Like, that's such a fast-moving and, and context some bad concussions. Yeah, like, he had man. some big hits. That must be... <laughs> I had no clue what was going saying, on. The two, the two left-working brain cells that were in there were, were just fried. Whatever, man. He, he, was, out there, he was out there working people. Uh, my at the buzzer uh, is nothing, nothing really crazy. Uh, I just... I want to talk about the head spin that is the Buccaneers, and I just can't. Like, for a Buccaneers fan, I've been a Buccaneers fan my entire life. I've never really been able to, like, peg this team down is what I can really expect from them. And this year is just a microcosm of that. Like, I really, I, I don't know. If, if you're asking me to gauge my team, I know we had a whole segment on we, we did, tried to yeah. do it. And I, I still don't know. So, like, I'm just... It's stress-free football. That's how I'm gonna how I'm gonna view it. There stress-free go. football. I'm just gonna enjoy the ride until we get bad. Then I'll be frustrated. But that's all the time we have for this episode. It was a great one. One more time, shout out to our guy Hakeem Laws for coming on the show. Uh, just I mean, I mean, I don't have to say anything more. You know who he is. Uh, big ups to Greg Barron, Kyle Sobieski, and Stat Matt Robinson behind the camera from my partner Joel Schmidt. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. To my main man's Jake Galley. I'm James Jackson. He's a Straight up.